All right, welcome to the show on this Thursday, June 29th. We are sitting here inside of Wahlburgers down in Hingham, Massachusetts. Sitting across from me is Brandon Wahlberg. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, Danny, what's going on? Thanks um, for having me. It's funny, we come in, yeah. and at first, this is the second time we've done a show down here. Yeah. At first, I didn't think anybody was really going to recognize you, but uh, then you thought after wrong, we baby. ate, you're standing up taking pictures yeah. with everybody that walked by. Oh, yeah. Is that a first in this one? It's not a first. It's the first since we've done a podcast here that it's happened, but it's not a first. And you were just down in Myrtle Beach? I was. For I was the brand new Wahlburgers on Myrtle Beach? <laughs> yeah, well, it's been there about a year, but it's my first time going down there. I mean, it's doing great. I had a blast down there. Myrtle Beach is an awesome place, so hope to get down there a few more times. When's soon. the ne- wh- What's the next stop, and when is it? Uh, nothing yet. We don't have anything definite yet, but... There's a couple new ones opening up that I'm going to be stopping by, so keep an eye out. All keep right. an air out, keep an eye out, both right. of them. All right, well, we are sitting in a booth in the back of Wahlburgers, and, you know, it's funny because we're, where I usually do this show, in a studio setting, Yeah, it's a little bit louder than this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. With, you know, when you're sitting next to people eating, you have to kind of tone it down like I... People are already standing up, starting to move out of their yeah, seats a yeah. little bit because I think they know what's coming. <laughs> we're about to go do a podcast about NBA free agency. That's oh, what yeah. we're going to be getting into today. But first, I got to give a couple reads. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics. Go to beantownathletics.com right now uh, to get a free quote for your customized apparel. And also go to draftkings.com right now or download their app. And play for free at DraftKings by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, every day is a brand new season, especially during the Major League Baseball season. And it's easy. Just fill out your lineup and then follow the action live on your DraftKings app. They have a brand new baseball feature on DraftKings. It's called Arcade Mode. Just five hitters and one pitcher. That's right. Just five hitters and one pitcher. And again, you can play for free with my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. So, how to get that out of the way. Also, Wahlburgers. Great stuff today. Great, oh, great yeah. lunch. Oh, yeah. As usual. Yeah. But uh, let's, get, let's get down to business. I yeah. talked to you. We did a show before the NBA draft. Yes. And we had already known that they traded down from one to three, I believe. Right? Yeah. We already yeah, we knew, knew that. We knew. Um. So now that the draft has come and gone, the Celtics took Jason Tatum out of Duke yeah. at number three overall. What did you think of the draft for the Celtics? Uh, like, well, like I said, when the trade first happened, I liked the trade because I think if they took Fultz, the backhoe would have been too crowded and it would have lowered trade value of some of the guards. Tatum, I think, goes fit, going to fit perfect. He can play the three, a little bit of the four. He's going to be the most... Offensive-ready guy coming out of the draft, which is what they need. They need a guy that can create their own shot. And uh, the fact that you get an extra first-round pick out of it just, you know, makes me happy. I hope it makes a lot of other Celtics fans happy, too. But forget about the future pick. And who knows, perhaps that's going to be used in the next couple weeks or months for a potential trade for Paul George. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the Celtics' free agency. But just Tatum. In general, I mean, the whole situation with Josh Jackson, they did try to meet with Josh Jackson, yep. and he ended up canceling the meeting 
as they were mid-flight trying to go out to the West Coast to meet with them. Um, Tatum as a player. I mean, is that a good pick or a bad pick for the Celtics? I love it. I mean, I personally thought Jackson was a little better of a pick just because how athletic he is. But, I mean, Tatum's played on big stages for years. He's been on Team USA since he was, I want to say, 15 or 14. He's played at big levels, played Team USA for years, played well at Duke, but now he's coming to the Celtics, the biggest stage. It is the NBA, which is the biggest stage. Celtics are a huge team. The guidance packed every night. So I think Tatum might have been a better pick just for the fit-wise for the Celtics. Any regret that they didn't take Fultz? Because I'm watching the draft. I'm watching Fultz put on that 76ers hat, and I'm going, this just doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel right that the player that everybody was telling us is the best available player in the draft is putting on a 76ers hat and not a Celtics hat. It did not feel right. It still doesn't feel right. That's not to knock Tatum. He could be a very nice piece. But you hear about, you know, Isaiah still a little banged up with the hip. He hasn't signed a contract extension yet, as far as we know, publicly. Um, At least they haven't agreed to anything. So I still look at that and think, doesn't feel right. Seeing Fultz going to the 76ers. You look at that and feel the same way at all? Any regret there that maybe they passed up on him? when When you sit back and think about it and think about what this team could look like in the future with all those factors that I just mentioned? I don't have as big a regret as you do and some other people do. Just because of what I said about, I think the backcourt would have been too crowded. The idea of trading the number one pick, which they never had, is a little bit gives me a little bit of regret. Just as it would have been cool to see him pick one, but I don't really have much of a regret because I, I just think Tatum's a really good fit, and I think no matter how great Fultz is, I'm not disputing his talent and what he's going to be able to do in future years in the NBA, but. I just think it wasn't a right fit. I think they have so many guards. I keep saying, I think it would have dropped their trade value because they've they got to move guards already. The way I look at it is that any trade talk we've heard, Crowder has been involved. So if they're going to make a move, I think teams are looking for Crowder. So I think he's much easier to move than a Smart or a Rozier or... A Bradley, especially because Bradley's going to be up and he's going to be asking for huge money after this year. So I don't have as big a worry about moving a small forward as I would with moving a one or two guard. Well, I get that, but what do you consider in Crowder? Are you considering him a small forward? Because there were many times where they went small and he's playing the four. I, I do consider him a small forward because he's even a little undersized for the three, I would say. I mean, what's he, six, no, four, Crowder? six, five? I mean, strength-wise, he's he's a big, strong guy, muscular, but he, does, he doesn't have that much height as far as a three or a four goes. He gets away with it because of his strength. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a – I would say he's a three, really. All right, well, now we get into free agency. begins Saturday, this yeah. Saturday, just a couple of days away. And um, a lot of the talk is Gordon Haywood. Yes. How do you feel about that if that goes down? I mean, I'd love it, personally. I just think he brings another guy. As of last season, the end of last season, the Celtics had one guy that could create their own shot, and that was Isaiah Thomas. So bringing in Hayward is it's really a no-lose situation because 
No, he's not a marquee like LeBron or a Durant. He's not close to that level, but it just makes your team so much more dangerous with just more than one guy that can create their own shot. Sure, but if you're going to talk about him and then Paul George, I'm on, I'm on board with yep. Paul George. And people are trying to tell me that, you know, he's the second shooter drop after they come to an agreement with Gordon Hayward, if they come to an agreement with Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Let's just say that all the rumors are true. All the times that the Celtics have been linked to Gordon Hayward, let's just say that's going to happen. Now, as I wrote my column for the Boston Metro this week, and as I've said on this show before, I think I even said it with you, we were in my, back in my studio in Dorchester, I told you that Blake Griffin would be my plan A yeah. when it comes to free agency. I just think he fits better on this team, seeing that you have so many, like I mentioned, yeah. small forwards and yeah, wing-type and, players. And Jalen Brown. Yeah. You draft Tatum. Are you going to trade for Paul George? I'm just looking at it going, Blake Griffin to me is the more logical, not only the more logical fit, I think he's the better player. I mean, I just think... Like he's got, he Blake Griffin would immediately be the Celtics' best rebounder, would he not? He would. He would. And then he'd he rebound would. it. I know the the issue there is the injury concern. Yeah. But I mean, if we're gonna talk injuries, then I'm gonna show you video of Paul George's knee a couple of years ago. I, I, all right. So. I hear you on that one. But so what is it? I, I mean, he, he, but let me just make my point again. Like Blake Griffin would be my plan A. Let's say he's not on Danny Ainge's radar. Let's say he, all the, the links with Haywood, with Brad Stevens, Ainge like him. Let's say it's all true. He wants to come here. Let's say they sign Gordon Haywood. It's announced Saturday. The next shoe to drop would be Paul George. You would think. They hope so. What would you give up to get him? Because the, the report today on this Thursday, June 29th, as we sit inside of Wahlberger's, we just read the report on Twitter before we hit record, is that... They're going to be looking for the paces in a trade for Paul George. Yeah. They're going to be looking for next year's Brooklyn pick, 2018. They're going to be looking for the Lakers' Sacramento pick that they just traded for with Philly. Yeah. They're also going to be looking for a couple of roster players on top of it. Would you give that up for Paul George? Is that too much? Just that stated how it is is definitely too much because there's no guarantee he'll sign. With no guarantee he'll sign, I would say that Memphis 2019 pick, a Celtics pick of their own, so which would be in the 20s, Crowder and either Smart or Bradley would be what I would offer. On the other hand, I don't know if there's a way to work this in. If you work in an exception to the trade... Mm-hmm. If Paul George will re- re- decides to resign with the yep. Celtics, then either a Brooklyn pick or an LA pick, one of the two, not both, will go to Indiana. If he's going to resign, if he re- if he resigns, if he decides to leave, they don't get it. But if he decides to re up with the Celtics, then I'm fine with with giving up one of those picks for him, along with the other things. That yeah, you got to match the salary, right? One, so you're going to have to give up players of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Because he does have another year on his deal before he can even opt out. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, he could opt into his second year, and we're looking at two more years yeah. of, of Paul George. Maybe that's, maybe that's a possibility. Yes. To me, if Paul George isn't going to sign an extension, don't even waste your time. Don't, don't, don't even waste your time. Don't even waste your time. 
His. It's honestly, it's not worth. If he's not going to sign an extension, it's not worth my time. And and people are trying to link. You know, they're looking at Haywood and Paul George, and they're saying, "Oh, well, remember when the Ray Allen trade opened the door for yeah. a Kevin Garnett trade?" First of all, Gordon Haywood is not Ray Allen. No. And Paul George is not Kevin Garnett. No. Ray Allen, I, Kevin I, Garnett. Yeah. No brainer. A Hall of Famers. Let's not even begin to put those guys in the same conversation when it comes to the type of player they are in the NBA. That said, when you do look at the situation, if Haywood and George are linked, I think it's just, it's a money thing. That's all it is. You sign the free agent and you figure out how much money you have under the cap to to give George an extension or or whatever it is to make that move as well. I don't think George is looking at this going, I'm only going to agree to an extension if Haywood comes to Boston, right? Like, how does that make sense? Haywood's not that no, type of player where he would so. think that. And I don't think that George would even be looking into an extension if all comes true when he comes to Celtics until next offseason. I don't think he would even consider it. Because, you know, if he they still has that thing worked into his contract where if he makes an all-NBA team, mm-hmm. then he can get a huge bump in salary. So, you know, he might, if he makes all-NBA, if he comes to Celtics, makes all-NBA, and the Celtics can offer him, 50 to 70 more than the Lakers can, maybe that changes his tune. That extra 57, 50 to 70 million can get you a nice house in L.A. for the offseason. You can be there five months a year. You don't have to be in Boston the whole time. But if George doesn't come through, why don't they take a look at DeAndre Jordan? If you sign Hayward and then trade for Jordan... Then that takes away all the things you said Blake Griffin was going to bring. There's your rebounding. Sure. There's additional defense. Why isn't Jordan being on the table more? But the they Clippers were gonna, are done. The Clippers were talking about trading him. I know. And now I don't know where those rumors went because now they're, I see them way more likely to make a move like that. They just traded their best player. for. So I don't want to insult Patrick Beverly on those guys because I think Patrick Beverly is a great player. The, the way he plays defense and that mm-hmm. stuff. But... He's no Chris. He doesn't have nearly the offensive game Chris Paul does, and neither does anybody that came in that trade. They're all nice pieces, you know. Montrez Harrell's okay. Decker's okay, but not even close to what Chris Paul brings. And then they get a first-round pick from Houston. Houston's gonna be it's gonna be pick twenty-seven, pick twenty-eight. What's what's that gonna bring you? Well, we'll get to. We'll get to the Chris Paul thing. We'll get to the Clippers and maybe their future in just a few minutes. But sticking with this conversation, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, what's it going to take to get Paul George again? If he's not going to talk about an extension, I'm not even wasting my time. Um, and, and you know what? I don't think we, they will either because that, that's why I mentioned Garnett. That, that's the other link to the Garnett trade and the Ray Allen trade is that once the Celtics traded for Ray Allen. That obviously had Garnett interested interested in an extension with the Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics and the Timberwolves agreed to a deal before they traded for Ray Allen. But yeah. Garnett and his agent came out and said his agent's comment is you can google it. It's out there. Just search it. His agent came out and said thanks, but we're not interested in signing an extension with Boston after this contract. So the Celtics could have still made that deal. It's just Danny Ainge didn't want to give up as much as he was giving up if he didn't have the extension with Garnett. So my thing is, if they're not going to do that trade for Garnett, they're not doing it for Paul George. No. 
All right, no. they're not. So we can we can try to debate it all all we want, but I keep coming back to this. Paul George wanted said he wanted to go to L.A. Yeah. What changed? What would change with that? Does Danny like? What does Danny Ainge say that would change his mind? He wants to go home to L.A. He's got two teams to choose from. There's yeah. going to be some money out there to spend on him. The why old. Why would he sign an extension? I don't think he's going to sign an extension with the Celtics, so I don't think this trade is going to go down. I don't think he'd sign an extension with the Celtics before this season starts. If he sees that the Celtics have the potential to make it, I mean, with that team we're, we're saying could happen, that's a team that could beat Cleveland. That's a team that could make it to the finals. If the Celtics, what, with Hayward and George? Yes. I absolutely believe that. I don't think they can beat Golden State, but I think they can beat Cleveland. But you would agree that it's George that puts them over the top, not Hayward. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Hayward's a good player. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But are we, we've talked about Gordon Hayward so much. So much. Are we yeah. turning him into somebody he's not? Some uh, people I, might. I, but I think we are. Some people might, but I don't think. I, well, not in my mind, I'm not. I, he, he will definitely help the team. I think he helps them get a second maybe third win in those Eastern Conference Finals. But it doesn't take them over Cleveland with just Hayward because it's still LeBron, you're still not doing anything to combat LeBron. You bring in Paul George, every game Indiana and Cleveland played, although it was a sweep, was it came down to the wire. Yeah, Paul George can compete with LeBron on both ends. And he's one of the few people in the league that can do that. That's the guy that makes them be able to get to the finals. I don't think it gets them to beat Golden State, but if George gets to the finals with the Celtics, he says, you know what, I re-up a couple more years, we'll have a couple more whacks at beating the Warriors. Who knows? Who knows what could happen in two, three years? You honestly believe that he's going to feel that way? Why would he come out and say he wanted to go to L.A.? Because he wants to go to L.A. I know, but so, it's so a you, whole different right. story. Yeah. So you would risk... You would you would trade something very valuable for him right now. I, see, I told that's you where I, I would th- trade. That's I where would. I just I don't understand how this would work. If he's not going to commit to the Celtics, the Celtics cannot commit to moving pieces to rent him. That makes no sense to me. I would move the pieces that are also expendable, which to me is a Celtics late twenties pick, the Memphis pick in twenty nineteen, and either Bradley. And Smart or Crowder and Smart, one of those two, because I think Bradley and Smart are probably both going to leave when their contracts are up because the Celtics aren't going to have the money to give them max deals. They're not going to want to handcuff themselves with Bradley and Smart at $20 million apiece. Right. So I think you're not really risking that much. And then when I say throwing that Brooklyn or L.A. pick as a what if, as a if George resigns, mm-hmm. you can have this. If not, it stays with us. So... If I asked you for your plan A for the Celtics this offseason. Yes. After the draft, now that they've taken Tatum, your plan A would be sign Haywood and trade for Paul George? Even if it's just a rental? That would be your plan A? I personally... Or do you have another plan? It hasn't been talked about. I would try to get Haywood and DeAndre Jordan. That would be your plan A. Yes. But I haven't heard it as much. But George would, George would be like 1B... Plan 1B, Jordan would be plan 1A. So I mean, my plan A is just sign Griffin 
And I think that would be if you sign Griffin, Blake Griffin. Yeah. That is a piece that can help you compete in the Eastern Conference Finals. Can he not? He definitely can. And, and, on, and on top yeah. of it, you're now allowing the proper progression for someone like Jalen Brown. Yeah. Getting some minutes to someone like Jason Tatum. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we draft these kids, top three, top three overall picks, and it's like, hey, sit on the bench. I don't, I don't get that. These kids, if they're as good as we keep talking about, as we've been talking about over the last calendar year, two years, they can, they can jump right into this and yep. they can play at a high level. At least they should be able to. Yeah. So if you're bringing in Haywood, that's my other beef with Haywood and George. If you're bringing in both of those guys, what are you doing with Tatum? See, and what are you doing with Jalen Brown? Here's how I, I feel. I, I just, it's, I, if you bring in Haywood, I think then you have to bring in George or make another trade that's going to move those because you can get away with going Isaiah, Hayward, George, Horford, and then whoever else, a, a five or or another two guard in there and play George at the four because I think he could play the – George could play anywhere from the two to the four. So if you do that, then you have – Brown and Tatum being your first guys off your bench, getting them both 20 to 25 minutes a night possibly, just keeping a shorter bench than you did last year and just really letting them go out and run the times that you let them in, like end of the first quarter, most of the second quarter. Let those two get their minutes in when all the other starters are tired because you bring those two coming off the bench, they're going to be better than most other bench players. I think they'll thrive like that. That's why I think if you sign Hayward – then you have to trade either Bradley, Crowd, or Smart. You got to move one of those pieces or two, because. All right. So the, are you? But if you trade in Bradley, yeah. Are you in as good a position to beat Cleveland? Because I, I think so. You, but then that's not. Then that's not being fair to Avery, to Avery Bradley, is it? Because what have we been doing? We've been looking at him, saying that he's this crucial defender. And now you're telling me that you're bringing in Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, if you're making another trade, you're getting rid of these pieces. And, again, I'm not against the Paul George trade. If he's going to sign an extension, let's go. So you start dishing picks away. You start dishing players. I get it. I'm just looking at it, and I'm trying to simplify it. And I think a simplified plan is Blake Griffin's the best player available in free agency, in my opinion. You take the best, well, the best player available that's going to move. Yes, yeah. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, yeah, obviously, are the best, too. They ain't going anywhere. But they're not leaving. Yeah. As much as I'd love to see Kevin Durant come to the Celtics. But um, it, the best player available to me is Blake Griffin. You sign the best player available. And at that point, you say, well, we improved that team dramatically by bringing him in. Yeah. And if we don't make a trade, well, then we have Brooklyn's pick, which could be Michael Porter Jr. next year. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we got a future big three of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who's getting more minutes yeah. this year than if we had brought in Haywood or George. Yeah. And Porter Jr., big kid who could shoot from the outside. That's what the NBA is right now for the bigs. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're competing while, while keeping Bradley, while keeping Crowder, those guys that we look at as key defensive pieces – I just think a simplified plan would be to sign Griffin. If you can get George to sign an extension, make the blockbuster trade. If not, 
Look at Blake Griffin and Jason Tatum as your main offseason acquisitions, and you go on from there. You keep the Brooklyn pick. If, you know, maybe you get to the deadline and George is still in Indiana yeah. and you think you can just send your own future first and, and the Memphis pick to Indy to rent them for a playoff run. Yeah. I just I feel like that is the more simplified, logical Celtics offseason. I listen to people like you, and I'm in the minority. But I listen to a lot of people that want to get crazy. I just don't know that I want to get crazy with Gordon Haywood. Like, I, I just, there's something about that, that that doesn't make me look at the Celtics and think championship contender. Well, you know Celtics fans are crazy. We always think we're going to get everything done and get the best thing to happen. But I will agree with you for sure. If they're only going to make one move, if they're just going to sign somebody and not trade, I definitely agree that Griffin would be a smarter choice. Because if you're going to keep the roster the way it is, then there is too much crowding in that 2-3 position. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to make a trade, if you have a trade locked down, you know you can make it happen, then I like Hayward over Griffin because you're going to move some of those pieces. But you're right. If it's just the one signing, I'll go. I'll take Griffin. I'm with you. All right, ready? You could take, a, take two players and add them to the Celtics team. I'm going to throw your plan A. Mm-hmm. And we'll call it my plan A. All right. Griffin and George? Yeah. Or Hayward and DeAndre Jordan? Ugh. You could only take one of those two duos that's, to add to this Celtics team. That's so tough because I, I'd really love to have DeAndre Jordan on this team because he brings everything they need on the boards and defense as a rim protector. But I just think Paul George is just... I mean, I think he's possibly like the sixth best player in the league. I think it's he's right uh, just a shade below the Durants and the LeBrons and Kawhi. I think he's right. He's almost up there with them. I'll I'll take you, Griffin and George. I'll take. I'll and I'm take talking George on an extension. I just yes. again, I go back to. I just think that's that's the most logical plan. But I do think with all the smoke. There's fire with Gordon Hayward. I, yeah. I, I think he's going to pick the Celtics. And um, I think it's because of Brad Stevens' oh, alliance yeah. with him. I think Danny Ainge probably fell in love with Gordon Hayward a long time ago. Like, yeah. like he fell in love with Jason Tatum. But that concerns me. You know that? Like the, the emotional attachment to some of these players. Like it's passing up great, on Fultz. Yeah. yeah. All right, he didn't have the emotional attachment to Fultz. He had it to Tatum for a long time. Yeah. Did that emotional attachment to Tatum interfere with how he was able to look at Markel Fultz, number one? I mean, that's something that, that I think of that it is, it is, concerns it is an me to an extent. Thought, yeah. But we'll see how it plays out. They took Tatum. Free agency begins Saturday. We'll see where they go. There was a trade that was yeah. made yesterday. Chris Paul, you mentioned it, going from yeah. the Clippers to the Rockets. Um. Everybody's got a hot take on the Houston Rockets. I mean, I think you kind of you you kind of led to this, which was they're a better team with Chris Paul. Houston, oh, yeah. there's no question. Absolutely. Regardless of what they gave up, they're a better team with Chris Paul. People who say it might not work out with him and James Harden, I kind of look at James Harden, and I think that he's a he can be a two. Right? Oh, he is. He's a natural. I mean, two. that's kind of what he yeah. is. Yeah, he is. I mean, they think it didn't. They think it can't work out. What happened when Durant 
Westbrook and Harden were all on the on the Oklahoma City. Yeah. They made it to the finals. He can play without the ball. He had to have the ball this entire season last year because they designed the team to be that way, just him and all shooters. So he had to have the ball. I don't think there's any way this, this trade makes Houston any worse. They lose first-team all-defender in Patrick Beverly, but guess what? They get a first-team all-defender right back in Chris Paul, who also has an offensive game that's out of this world. I think it makes him a lot better. What's going on with the Clippers? I think Because a lot of people... I'm saying I think they're in – sorry to interrupt you. I think they're just in full teardown mode. I don't see how they wouldn't be. They never made the playoffs with just that Blake and DeAndre tandem, so yeah. I don't see how they could be planning to compete in the West. I think they're just they're going to look to maybe sign and trade Griffin and just get what they can for DeAndre. All right, so you think they're going to sign and trade Griffin like they just did Chris Paul? Yeah, I think that's going to be the way to go because at least they can get something. I think that's the way West is looking at it now because Jerry West just took over But what, there. what would it take? I mean, what? Not much. I don't think it would take much because they, they probably know Griffin's planning on leaving too. So if they were to do it with the Celtics, it would probably be. So why wouldn't Utah do that with Gordon Hayward? I don't know. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like, so, but I, like, I want to see Blake Griffin sign with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I want the Celtics to sign him. But if it's a sign and trade, then it's a different situation because then you give it up more than than yeah. what I had expected. So, but I see all that, and I think, well, why wouldn't Gordon Haywood do that with Utah? Why wouldn't Utah do that with Gordon Haywood? Well, I think the player has to choose. I think that Chris Paul had enough respect for the Clippers and Doc that he he gave him that. And he, I think that was, that was actually, I'm sorry, that was the only way Houston could afford him. That was the only way Houston could bring in this. They couldn't afford to just sign him straight up with the salary. And that's where Chris Paul wanted to go. Yeah. So it was more about him wanting to play there than him wanting to leave L.A. But I still look at the Clippers, regardless of how these guys change teams here in free agency. I look at the Clippers, and I see them moving pieces out like Chris Paul. And if they do pot ways with Blake Griffin and maybe even trade DeAndre Jordan, I look at it and think Clippers are getting set to do something big next offseason. Oh, yeah. And I think LeBron James. I I had a feeling you were going to say that. That's definitely what they're loading up for. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't be because they already know that they're not going to compete with Golden State the way they were. Even with that big three of Paul, Blake, and Jordan, they knew they've lost to them three straight years. They haven't even been able to come close to compete with them. Mm-hmm. So they, I think you're right. I think that's probably exactly what they're trying to do is load up some, un, excuse me, unload some cap space so they're, a player for LeBron, for Paul George, if if he in fact decides to go there, and who I haven't looked at the list, but whoever else. Oh, free might be agents available. next year. Yes. You want it? You want to know? Couple. Oh yeah, Cousins was in the. Demarcus right. Cousins. Yeah. Paul George, like you said, if yeah. he doesn't sign an extension with it, somebody gets traded for this offseason. Yeah. Um. I'll Ooh. throw another one that might rattle your cage. Isaiah I, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I, I tweeted out yesterday after this trade. This Chris Paul trade went down. I tweeted, everybody's out there acting like LeBron James isn't signing with the Clippers next year. And some of the tweets I got back was a story from the other day in which somebody from, I think it was CBS Sports, they reported a source close to LeBron said he would never play for the Clippers. And, you know. Interesting. People took that and they ran with it and they're like, they ruled out the Clippers. And I said, what, because a source 
close to LeBron told the reporter for CBS, I don't. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, there's a bunch of crazy. The rumors that he's going to go to LA, I think those could be real. He owns a house what thirty minutes from the Staples Center. LeBron yeah. does. Yep. You think he would really go to the Lakers? There's no way, right? I could see him going either, but I I don't see how people could be ruling out the Clippers already. I, that's but just why would he go to the Lakers, Brandon? Honestly, why would he go to the Lakers? I don't know. I think maybe there's something about the, the mystique. Yeah, the the history of them and what, maybe the mystique him of Kobe just retiring a couple years ago, <laughs> of Kobe winning multiple championships. Well, I think of Magic Johnson. You can, he can't do that in L.A. They don't have. If he can do anything in L.A., you know what he can do that that'll be special. What's get the Clippers? Win, yeah. Get the Clippers a championship. Here's what I also think is would be a draw to the Lakers about LeBron, though. No, maybe it's not the mystique or the all that the history. He wants. He's a part of the entertainment business. I think maybe this the attraction of this all the celebrities courtside, Denzel and Jack Nicholson, all that. I think that might be something. That's what you know. What he can have a business meeting with Denzel during a timeout of a Lakers game. <laughs> he can ink a movie deal with him at, at halftime. You know, whatever the case might be, something like that. That might draw him to the Lakers. But I still think the Clippers have just as good a shot as the Lakers is getting them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ruling out the Clippers. I I think that's where he's going, and I think that what they're doing is unloading for a super team next year. Yep. I honestly believe that's what they're going to do. You know, people looking at the Clippers thinking that nobody's going to sign with them. They're, it's back to the old ways in L.A. with the Clippers. I think they're getting set to do something pretty big. And not this offseason. You know, who knows? Maybe they're, yeah. they're going to push to be terrible this year. Yeah. And Oh, good. I know. <laughs> I mean, again, we know the, the situations with the, the picks and everything, but I think that... LeBron's going to have his eye on the Clippers next offseason. And I they're going to have the money to yeah. get him. They're going to have the money to get whoever yeah. else is available. It's a big name. DeMarcus yeah. Cousins, Paul George, maybe Isaiah Thomas. Yep. One or two of those other guys, and there you go. And, yeah, and There's your next super yeah. team with and the Clippers. They would definitely be an attraction to the Clippers. They got Steve Ballmer when he bought the team two, three years ago. He's willing to put every dollar he has into mm-hmm. the team. They, they're looking to open a new stadium. A new arena, excuse me, in L.A. So they get out of the Lakers' shadows so they don't have to put the pictures of their players over the Lakers' banner <laughs> every game. And there's, there's a lot to like about the Clippers' future, especially if you're a guy like LeBron that wants to be in L.A. and wants to be at the center of that business, in the entertainment business. So I think you got a, a pretty, good, uh, pretty good point there. All right. Well, free agency begins Saturday. We'll see how it all goes down um, if you were to put your money on the moves that the Celtics do make what would it be I think Hayward for sure and if I was going to double down I think Hayward and George are going to be the moves yeah if they do anything but if they just sign I'm with you I'd, I'd like to see Griffin if they're only going to make one move I would too and by the way Hayward needs to choose the Celtics what's he going to Miami He's also going to visit with his current team, Utah. You think Miami has a shot to steal him? I don't think so because I think he'd have to spend all his money on sunscreen if he moved down there. It'd be crazy. <laughs> have you seen him? He's pale as anything. <laughs> well, we'll see how it all plays out. But um, in the meantime, I am sitting here hoping 
that the next bit of news is something that no one's talking about. I'm hoping that this is one of those things where everybody in the media is so focused on Hayward, is so focused on a Paul George trade, that the next bit of news we hear is a Blake Griffin signing, something that nobody's talking I feel like I'm on an island by myself talking You're, about this guy, I, and I don't yeah, get it. I'm with you. I haven't you really heard You think it's because anything. of the injuries? You think that's, that's the thing that's, that's scaring I, people away from talking about him? I think it must be because I haven't heard anything. Like, I don't understand why. If you have the money, why wouldn't you take the meetings with Hayward and Griffin to see which one you think would be a better fit? And you know, They have room to sign a Max guy. Why not take a look at both Max guys? Because yeah. what if it comes down to it and Hayward decides he doesn't want to play for the Celtics? Then you're just leaving Griffin out there alienated? Oh, they didn't want to call me for a meeting? You're going to give him the Josh Jackson treatment? You know, so I think it'd be a good idea for the Celtics to meet with both of them. Um, last NBA topic, last topic of the show, the Knicks. Oh, man. What What do you think about the Knicks organization? They get rid of Phil Jackson. The story is that he was getting set to buy out Carmelo Anthony. And perhaps Carmelo was going to go to Cleveland with that, yeah, sign with I Cleveland. Heard that. Um, I kind of look at that and think maybe it would have kept Phil around and let him cut Mello, and then then you could have got rid of him because getting <laughs> rid of Mello doesn't seem like a terrible strategy if you're the Knicks, right? Not really, but I mean, what's he got a year or two left on his deal? I mean, if you're not going to get anything for him, at least let him stay there and help you sell tickets. Because I don't know, I don't know what would. I really couldn't tell you at this point what would be good for the Knicks because they can't get out of their own way. I if they traded Porzingis, that would have been one of the dumbest moves I'm with you. that I'm I would with ever see in a long time. I'm with I you. I was saying the Celtics should unload for him. Is he uh, 21, yeah. 22 years old? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, they were not going to trade him. I honestly don't believe they were going to trade him. I think they were trying to send a message to the kid. Yeah. All right. Get hey. your act together. Grow up. And if they were trying to send him a message, they didn't because Phil ended up getting fired over True. it. So it's, they sent him yeah. the message that, don't worry, you ain't going anywhere. You're pretty much in charge now. But I still don't know that I buy in to that organization all of a sudden with this magical no, fix. No, no, no way. Because of that. In fact, I still think that they need to try and find a way to, to get rid of Melo. I know what you're saying. He's a name, sell jerseys, sell tickets. But I kind of have a feeling that organization and that city is to the point where they would not miss him one bit when it comes to ticket sales, when it comes to jersey sales. Yeah. I think they need to focus and build around Porzingis. And if it means buying out Melo in order to make that a more likable team and to make that thing work a little bit better, then I'd be all in on that if I'm the Knicks. So if that was the reason they were getting rid of Phil Jackson because he was getting ready to buy out Melo, <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe move. they should have let him buy out Mello, yeah. you know, then cut him, say, yeah. oh, this is why we did it, you know. that it's because no lose that way. Yeah, because now yeah. you're saying he's the guy that did it, we got rid of him, you can't be mad at me yeah. for getting rid of your guy. Because there, there's probably a lot of Mello fans still in oh, New York. Oh, there definitely is. But the logical thing to do from a basketball perspective, I think, is to get rid of that guy. And you got to buy him out because he's – not going to be he is he's not going to want to get traded anyway. It's a no trade, right? Yeah, it's a no trade, and anywhere that he would want to get traded, I don't think anywhere has the cap space. Mm -hmm. Cleveland can't take on his full salary like that. 
Um, L.A. was a, the Clippers were a spot. They're not going to be anymore. I mean, they traded his buddy Chris Paul. They're yeah. trying to unload. And the only other place that was even talked about for him was the Celtics, and, and they're not going to trade for him. You didn't want point. him, right? I would have taken him for what they were asking for. They they were asking for almost nothing, but his contract is just so crazy that I don't know if it would have been worth it anyways. Maybe if they offered their first-round pick and Melo and we give them back cash. Do you think, let me ask you this, this, I have so many thoughts about the draft and potential trades and the Pozingas not getting traded, but when it was being talked about, if the Celtics had number one overall and they could have dangled either Fultz or Ball to the Knicks, yeah. do you think it would have been a little more likely that maybe those trade talks could have been a, more ser- a little more serious? If they were willing to offer next year's Brooklyn pick, too, because I don't think they were going to do, do that? just one pick. I would have, yes. I would have, too. I would have traded both picks for Porzingis because he's already proven himself in the NBA and how young he is. So it's pretty much like you're getting the number one pick fresh out of college, mm-hmm. but you already know he can he can play here. He's already proven, and he's still that young. So it, I would have easily done that trade. All right. Well, the Knicks are keeping Porzingis. Um, Melo could get bought out and end up with Cleveland. LeBron, I think he's as good as gone next offseason. The fact yeah. that we're even talking about it or there have been rumors or things that he's unhappy with now. You're hearing Kyrie Irving's name thrown around in trade rumors. I mean, Jesus. come on. There's a reason why we're hearing all this stuff. Yeah. It's because LeBron's gone, and if he's gone, Irving's going to want out too. Yeah. And I don't blame him. And uh, we'll see. It should be an interesting next couple of years in the NBA. It should be an interesting free agency period, which again begins this Saturday. Uh, special thanks to Wahlburgers for letting us do the show in here today. Uh, we actually got permission this time. Yeah. The first oh, time yeah. we did in here, we did not get permission. We just kind of brought the mics in and did a show. <laughs> um, so thank you to everybody at Wahlburgers. And Brandon, thanks for joining me today as well. No Inside problem, of Wahlburgers, I'd say thanks for the lunch, but it's not like you paid or anything. So I won't thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, but it was good. It's a good burger. Make sure you come down. Oh, We're down yeah. here at the one in Hangham. What do you got? One in Fenway? Yeah, there's one in Fenway, one up in Linfield, one at Logan Airport. If you're flying out of Terminal C, stop by there. And then if you're out of town, they got them everywhere. New York, Florida, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Detroit, Myrtle Beach. More coming, too. So All right. check it out. All right. And another reminder, go to DraftKings.com right now. Or download their app and play for free by using my promo code. It's PIC, P-I-C. Again, play for free at DraftKings.com. Or download their app with my promo code, PIC. That's P-I-C. Get this show whenever you want at DannyPicard.com. Also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. Also part of the Podcast One Network. Have a great weekend. Have a great 4th of July. I'll be back later next week. Talk to you then.